Come on, let's pray together before we open the word of God. This is a new season for all of us, for the body of Christ. It's a new season for you, for me, for all of you joining with us. I'm asking God to open your eyes to see it, to walk in it, and let God be glorified in your life. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you have ordained this time that you would show forth your miraculous power and mercy and grace over us and through us. We thank you, Lord, that this is becoming the normal. It's becoming the way we live. And I thank you, Lord, for its inauguration, its beginning. Thank you, Father, that it's already begun and we step into it. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone knows that things have changed and are changing. Can't get away from it, can we? The fact is, we're in the middle of it and can't escape it. But what is God doing and, and, and where are we going and what's happening in the kingdom of God? For you and I, the body of Christ, we need to open our hearts so that the Lord can use these seasons and times of desperation, of fear, of uncertainty to do his will, to promote his kingdom, to show forth his goodness and his mercy. And that's why I want you to open your heart to the miraculous, that which can't be done other than by God. Open your heart for God changing issues that can only change when he changes them. Open your heart to times when God supplies what otherwise couldn't be supplied. Open your heart to the pathway and the doorway to other people's hearts when only he could open them. This is the time. This is the season. In John chapter 4, let me share let me share with you the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord, and let's walk through this season that Jesus is in, which has now come to visit us. John chapter 4, verse 46 through 54. It says this. Once more he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee of Judea, he went to him, listen to this, he begged him, come and heal my son, who was close to death. Unless you people, Jesus responds and says, unless you people see some miraculous sign and wonder, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, sir, please, sir, you hear that in his voice. You hear it why, by the way he says it. Sir, come down before my child dies. This noble son, this nobleman had a son who is near death. I don't know how many of you have had your desperate moment when your child or your loved one was near the end and it should not be. What's in your heart when you face a desperate moment? Maybe you haven't had your desperate moment yet. Others of you have been there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. When it seems helpless, 
when it appears hopeless and it's at the end. My wife and I, we can tell you, we've been there in that moment, even with our own children. So when this man comes down to Jesus and approaches him, listen to his voice, listen to what he says. He says, sir, I beg you, come and heal my son. Now, I don't know how long it was to get from where Jesus was to that man's house, but he was desperate enough to ask him, please come. And the Bible says, he says to him, come, my son is near death. How many of you have been in that near death experience? And you know, unless something happens out of the ordinary, it's over. See, I, I don't want this kind of desperation to come on everyone, any of you, but the truth is it's going to come to every one of us because desperate situations um, require desperate measures. And this man risks it all and comes and finds the only one he's heard about it, obviously. The sick are healed, the dead are raised. Miracles are happening through this man. I don't know what kind of crowd he had to press through, but when you're desperate, you do what you have to do. And some of you have come through this season of coronavirus, of pandemic, and, and it's created a situation that's desperate in your own house, desperate in your own village, desperate in your own community, in your own workplace. Moments of desperation can breed the miraculous of God. This man finds his way to Jesus. No matter what Jesus says, he is going to ask him. Some people don't ask because they believe they don't deserve it, and they don't. Some people don't ask because they know, they know that or they feel like they're going to get a negative answer. So many don't receive because they simply don't ask. And the scripture says you have not because you ask not. But he comes to Jesus. He pushes through all of that and he confronts him and he said, please, sir, come. My son is near death. Jesus says, unless you people, isn't it amazing how he speaks about it? It sounds like the culture that we're clashing with today. You people. <laughs> and Jesus said, you people, you people, uh, you won't believe unless you see a miraculous sign or wonder. You'll never believe. The man is not discouraged about what Jesus says. He's already, he's already walked the steps, walked the miles. He's already gone through the crowd. He's already hazarded whatever he had to hazard to get there to ask him. And he responds back to Jesus. And he, and he said, the royal, he, by the way, he's a royal official. I mean, he has authority. He tells people to come and go. I was talking about that this morning in our devotion. He tells people to come and go and do this or do that. He's been given sanction by those above him to create the effect that he's, he's being paid to, to create. He understands authority. And he comes to the only one who has the authority. You know, the time does come when those doctors or those remedies or those um, hypotheses don't work and you need something. I'm talking to those of you who are in that place. You need God to do something. 
You need the miraculous. You need power beyond the natural law. You need power beyond the sickness, beyond what you're dealing with. You need God to show up. This royal official says, in spite of what Jesus spoke to him, he said, he said, sir, it's amazing to me that he uses that term to, to honor Jesus, to, un, to acknowledge who he is, what he has and what he can do as his only hope. I'm speaking to those of you today who, who, who that is exactly the case. He is your only hope. You've gone through whatever you've gone through. You've gone to others and nothing has worked. And you need God to show up on your behalf. This is a season and it's becoming the new norm. And so he says to Jesus, sir, would you please, sir, come down before my child dies. So it is a desperate moment. Then Jesus says the most unusual thing to him. Look at the scripture and see what he says. Jesus said, you can go, your son will live. I think he said it that casual. You can go, your son, can you get the picture? Please come down and and do something. I know you can because he assumed that Jesus would need to travel the miles, the distance to be there in the presence of that child. But he forgets who he's talking to. And some of you, some of us, have forgotten who we're talking to when we talk to Jesus about a need. And so the Lord (laughs) says to him, he says, "Uh, you can go. Your son will live. I want this next phrase to be yours. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. And while he was on the way, his servants met him with the news that this boy was living. And when he he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, the fever left him yesterday at the seventh hour. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And so he and all his household believed. That is amazing. What if the miracle God wants to work through you is really for the belief, for the faith of those that are around you? This is the season to receive a miracle. When you are desperate and when there's no way out no other place to go when there is nothing left to do when all the medicines aren't working when the when when the counseling sessions aren't working when 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 the incantations aren't working when the things all that you've conjured up to change your situation do not work and you know they don't work maybe you should consider what this noble official obviously educated what he did. He went to Jesus. He went to the master. When you're desperate, desperate moments, they have the power in the midst of desperation to create faith and to produce a miracle from God. When God does a miracle in your life, it's so that 
He can show up in front of those who do not believe. But for that miracle to take place, you're going to have to take him at his word. Desperate moments will make you put your pride aside. Some of you haven't asked, begged God for anything and you haven't done that and maybe that's the reason why you haven't received. Today I want you, as you hear me today, let the Holy Spirit speak to you in your desperate place and let that desperation rise in you to create faith in the only one who can bring the change in your life. Yes, you need to believe. Listen, I, I want to talk to those of you who are going for somebody else. You know, this official wasn't coming for himself. He was going for his child. When you care for people, when, when people matter to you, and you've not been able to get the help. This morning, I speak to you, how about coming to Jesus? How about bowing your knee right there and speaking to him? How about putting your faith on the line and asking him? <laughs> how far are you willing to go how far are you willing to go in order to get help? To what extent are you willing to humble yourself and ask? I'm speaking to the body of Christ today because there are those around you who, who, are, who are in desperate situations and they're loved ones to you. They're people you care about. That's why I'm saying this today. What if God wanted to use you to go for them on their behalf? Just look around and ask yourself, who's hurting and, and there seems to be no relief? Who's suffering around you that you need to bring Christ to? Or have you thought maybe that miracles only happen for certain sanctimonious people or maybe for certain rank of, of folk in the body of Christ? Maybe it's only for apostles and prophets and evangelists and, and pastors and teachers. No, this is not for that. This is God wanting to work through you. You can cite again and again in the scripture how those who came to Christ, they were not even his disciples. They needed him to act. They needed his power, his anointing, his ability to bring life out of death. They needed him. They needed his ability to turn sickness into health to turn a desperate moment into a moment of rejoicing. It's for those of you who dare to believe him. I say to you in the name of Jesus, for some people, a miracle is the only way they believe because the fact is, uh, when, when a miracle happens, it produces faith and faith produces miracles. What about you? I'm talking to you today in these seasons, in this time. What, what about you? What is your situation? Have you, have you considered it as you listen to me at home? Have you considered those in your home that are des desperately needing Christ? Those that you know, it could be a neighbor, it could be those that you work with. They need you to be that answer, they need you to be the person who, who fetches the power of God for them. 
It's you I'm talking to right now. You know, the most incredible miracle was not only the fact that, that the child was healed right there when Jesus said it before the man could see it when he left him he had to travel at least a day to get home he meets his servants along the way obviously they're running to come to find him to tell him you don't have to go master because it's already done and and that nobleman said what time did it happen and he figures out it's the time when Jesus said it have we forgotten that his word is true and that whatever he speaks and whatever he releases, it shall, it shall come to pass. It will not return void. But what if that word is the word to be in your mouth for those who are in need? Yeah, I know. I'm asking you to be brave. I'm asking you to be forward. I'm asking you to come out of your shell and out of your house and out of your in-shelter position and mix and mingle and be in the midst of a hurting world who's afraid and who needs to see Jesus. The great miracle, the great miracle, but not only that God, he touched the, he touched the boy and healed him, the greatest miracle is the, is the man takes Jesus at his word. You know, by the time he arrives at Jesus, he don't know if the son's dead or not. He's just hoping he doesn't die before I get to Christ. He knows he's at, the, at death's door. So when he asks Christ, please, sir, come down. And the Lord says to him in such a, I think, in a nonchalant way, go, you can go, your son is healed. Lord, have mercy. Who was he talking to? He's talking to God that has control of all time and space. He's talking to the God we believe in who can turn darkness to light, who can turn sickness to health. Oh my God, who is he talking to? Who are you talking to? Greatest miracle is that man walked away and said, okay, you, you, and, and he leaves believing without the very presence of Jesus as it was at that time, he leaves. His servants confront him along the way. And that confrontation, I can't imagine what was in that father's heart when he discovered that his son was whole. It probably what was in my heart when I discovered my son having been struck in the back of the head um, after that a grand mal seizure. He's 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 jumping all over the, the 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 all over the table at you know at the at the clinic and they medevac him to Northside Hospital for to prep him for major brain surgery. Carol and I, she's on one side of the city, I'm on the other. I am desperate. And I'm driving in my van to get to the hospital. And I said, Lord, I need you to do something for my son. I'm praying and I'm believing and I'm fighting a spiritual battle the whole way through. I finally get out. I finally arrive at the hospital. I'm broke. I've broken all the king's laws and I don't care. I remember running out of that van and running into the hospital and to meet only my friend, Dr. Woodrow Walker. He, he, he met me there having become aware of the situation and, 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 and the nurse said to me, who are you? I said, I'm looking for my son, I'm looking for my son. And she said, well, who, what's your name? I gave her my name and she said, oh, uh, Matthew's your son. I said, yes, sir. Oh, he, she said, oh, I'm sorry. I don't think he's going to make it. <laughs> 
oh my God, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't know what to do at that moment. I was, I was conflicted because I was believing God and I got this news. And I never will forget when I came into that room and my son was laying in the hospital bed and he was silent but peaceful. I said, well, what? what, what? And, and the, the, the doctors and the nurses began to explain to me that he did have a grand mal seizure, but he's stable and everything was quiet. He said he hasn't had another seizure. If he doesn't have one, by the morning, he'll never have to worry about it. And the Lord reminded me, did I give you the answer while you were on the way or didn't I? And God did speak to me. And he asked me, why should I heal your son? And I gave him all these answers. You won't believe. Audience, you will not believe the answers I tried to give Jesus to convince him to heal my son. I said stuff like, well, because, of, uh, because I'm, I'm the bishop. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I realized immediately, and, and? When I gave him the answer, well, Lord, you know, Lord, you know, I've served you. you know, Lord, you know, I've, I've done your, your, your will. Lord, you know, I've, I, I, I've, I've answered the call of the ministry and I'm, I'm trying to get favors with God. And none of those answers soothed my heart. And I said, Lord, and out of my spirit, because God himself gave me the answer, he said, because I have a purpose for him in my kingdom. I said, yeah, yeah, that's it. Lord, you got a purpose for him in your kingdom, and I know you'll do it. And I ran out of that hospital room, and I only to discover that God had already touched my son. He's not, that was when he was uh, six or seven, six, five or six years old. Uh, he's alive today. Um, he's, he's older than 30. He's approaching 40. Is married, has an incredible child. He's going to have another child. He has another child on the way. And God is using him in a mighty way. Matthew Stephen Johnson. But I want to tell you, I was desperate and God met me in my desperate moment. And I want to speak to you today as you bow your heads to pray with me. That God will meet with you in your desperate moment. This is a time, a season for miracles. I don't think anything gets to you more than your children being in harm's way. And for some of you, that's the case. Others of you, it's close people to you. Pray with me. I want you to receive in the name of Jesus the word of the Lord that you may be empowered to go and to minister the miracle. I want to pray for you that you would receive the miracle you need for those of you who are hurting so bad. And Father, in the name of Jesus, would you take this story and would you release from it your power and anointing that faith would come to the ones who hear. And they would know that what you have written and what you have spoken is so. Let it be so today. I want th those of you here that you know you're supposed to take this to someone else. Lift your hands right there at home where you are. And I want you to ask the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for anointing me with your power and with your word, your word of healing. And the Bible says, and he sent his word and he healed them. So let it be, Father, that healing are the children's bread. In the name of Jesus, let the miraculous of the Lord Jesus begin to flow throughout the body of Christ. 
Let it move through those who are hearing right now. Those who obey, those who go, those who dare to speak what you've said over those who are hurting. Let it come to pass. Let it be released in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you. I praise you. Let your name be glorified as they give testimony to what you have done. And I thank you, Lord, today because miracles are the new norm. Blessing upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.